I didn't think it's fair to only look for guys that are from my background. Why would I exclude people that I'm dating just based on their skin colour? From the team behind Stylist, this is Nobody Told Me. Stories of life, love, grief, success and failure and the lessons learned by the women who survived to tell the tale. I'm your host, Lisa Smazarski, Editor-in-Chief of Stylist. In today's episode, we're joined by beauty influencer and creator and host of the podcast, What Would the Aunties Say? Anchal. Anchal is a British Indian makeup artist who has built up a large online community through her brilliant digital makeup tutorials and honest reviews. After leaving university with a degree in special effects makeup seven years ago, she spotted, in her words, what little visibility and representation brown girls had in the online beauty world and subsequently began producing her own content, quickly gaining traction with an audience who had previously been neglected. Today, brands clamour to work with her and thankfully the pool of beauty influencers is becoming far more diverse. But Anchal has always wanted to talk about more than just beauty. At the end of 2020, she launched her first podcast, What Would the Auntie Say? On this, she invites guests to talk about topics away from the fear of judgment by the aunties, a catch-all term for the judgmental elders in the South Asian community. So far, in the first series, she's covered everything from mental health and marriage to anti-blackness and colorism. She believes strongly that the only way to tackle outdated and judgmental views is for younger generations to feel they have the tools to educate and challenge the older generations. One of the big issues she tackles is navigating life as a single woman at an age when she is expected to be married. This is Anchal's story in her own words. My name's Anchal and nobody told me that I'd have to date in secret. I come from a Punjabi Sikh family. My mum's actually born in Kenya and my dad was born in India. We were always invited to lots of weddings and it was always like such a big deal. The whole process of like getting clothes for it and getting ready and like being the most glam that you possibly could be even as a child was really, really fun. The thing that I loved about weddings was just how much love there was, not just between obviously the bride and the groom, but families coming together. And it's just like so much positivity. There's, yeah, love in the air. But also, you know, you saw that when you are a bride or you get married, you kind of now have this freedom. You have this independence that you you wouldn't have. So it was amazing to see, but nobody told me that I'd be dating in secret when I'm older. (laughs) Something that is always dropped into conversation, like, oh, one day when it's your turn, or la 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 la, you know? Like, it's jokey with (laughs) with a... underlying tone of it being serious and it's it's your reality basically it's not even it's not really a laugh it's just like oh this is the norm that this is what you're gonna end up doing one day this is what we want from you and it's what everybody else does (laughs) I went to a girl school so I wasn't really around a lot of boys no boys allowed at all so the only people I could fancy were celebrities I had a crush on 
Gareth Gates and there was this one rapper called Lil Wayne and he has like tattoos all over his face and he is the complete like opposite to what my parents would probably want me to be with and I had huge posters of him on my walls in my bedroom and yeah they weren't best pleased with that. I remember coming home from school one day and they were removed. My parents are really really house proud so they probably were didn't quite get that I'm going through my teenage phase and I just want to stare at whoever I fancy on my walls. There is no way in hell that I was going to talk to my parents about boys. Like, absolutely not. It's just not a dumb thing. Maybe in some families, but in my family... Hell no. I think it's like if you want to if you want to marry this person and you're ready to marry them like now, that's kind of when you would introduce them, especially to my dad. Um otherwise I don't think my dad wants to know and he's not interested. And also, we just don't have that type of relationship where we can go and be like, "Oh, yeah, I've got a boyfriend." And then, you know, in a few months, "Oh, I've got a new boyfriend now." It just it's just not like that. The people I would talk to if I did have a crush on someone or if I had a boyfriend would definitely be my friends. If it did get somewhat serious or something, I would be able to tell my siblings. We're a little unit and um we're able to lean on each other and tell each other things and it not get to our parents. So we've had each other's backs over the years. When you're young and you're dating, or even if you're just meeting up with guy friends, which was the case for me, That was also a big secret. We would normally just like go and meet up and, you know, go to the cinema. No one's going to see you in the cinema. We'd always meet up in parks as well. We'd hang out in a park. I felt like we were always finding like secret places to go to. And I think when I first started driving, I was the first one out of my friendship group actually that could drive. So we would all just go and sit and hang out in the car. And if you're dating and you're dating in secret, which most of the time you are, the car is the spot. That is where you're going to have your deep chats. It's where you're going to have your laughs. It's where you're going to go and get your McDonald's drive through. That is like the best sort of date. <laughs> There were a few moments that I snuck out the window. It was a downstairs window, so there were no like necks being broken or anything like that, thank God. And I think one time my mum did actually like she got up in the night and um, I basically stuffed my bed with pillows. <laughs> and all I wanted to do was go and get like McDonald's in the night. Like I just wanted to go meet up with one of my friends. It was just so innocent, but there's no way in hell you're allowed to leave your house after a certain hour either. So, yeah, I mean there's just too many questions to asked, so I I had to sneak out. So I met my first boyfriend at university <laughs> on the first day. I met him in a club at a Tim Westwood rave in Manchester, classy. I mean, instantly we just got on really well and I felt like as soon as I met him, I felt like we'd known each other for ages. I did think about introducing him to my parents. I introduced him to my sisters. He briefly met my mum. He actually met my dad, but I just told him he was a friend. I was going to introduce him and I I was going to tell him only when he was going to proposed to me or we were on that track or cuz that's the only time I would sort of really introduce him to my dad. 
he did come from an Indian background, but he came from a different type of Indian background. So I'm Punjabi, like I said, and he was actually Gujarati. After uni, I moved back to London, which is where I'm born and raised. Um, and I moved back into my family home with my mum and my dad. I 100% didn't want to move back home. I think everyone goes through that phase where they're like, no, I've had all this amazing freedom. And like no one asking me where I'm going at whatever time of night or wherever, or, you know, seeing what time you come home. So yeah, I did not want to move back home, but it definitely wasn't going to be an option for me to not move back home. I, I had to. At uni, I was studying um, special effects makeup. After I came back from university, I was actually working full-time at Mac, and then I was doing my YouTube videos on the side, so I would literally do all my shifts and come home, somehow manage to film videos or edit them, and somehow also try and manage having a boyfriend and also have a social life. So it was just a lot going on. I ended up... Um, falling out of love and also just realised that we're on completely different paths and I was taking my career a lot more serious and I felt like I just needed to put my time and focus into that and I don't think he was at the same sort of stage as me. I mean I was a bit sad at the time because I thought we were getting so close to working our way up to getting engaged. The things that I thought were going to happen just weren't going to happen but I also thought I'm going to focus on my career and I've obviously been in a relationship from 20 to 24 25 at that point so I just wanted to figure myself out go out date people do all of that Tinder was my best friend I wasn't even dating to get into a relationship I was dating because I personally just like meeting people, like hearing people's stories, their journeys, what they do in their lives. And it was a really cool way of also just making some friends. I did probably a good year of like dating a lot of people. I would literally just go on first dates and then that was it. <laughs> I could tell my mom a lot more than I can tell my dad. But yeah, I wouldn't tell them that I'm going on dates as such. I would just say, sometimes I would just say I'm going out with friends uh, and a lot of the time I wouldn't tell them where I'm going. I just also, with telling my mum, I felt like if I told her, she's going to get her hopes up and I would come home from dates and she'd be there like, how was it? And I'm like, no, I didn't like him. And she'd feel a little bit of um, disappointment. So yeah, I just didn't really say much. I found that I was mostly forcing myself for a while to only date guys from an Asian background it's like I was telling myself to sort of pigeonhole myself and what I like I was like well this is the only person that you can marry so what's the point of sort of even bothering going on dates with anyone else even though I am attracted to lots of different types of people I think a few years ago I just decided yeah I'm not going to pigeonhole myself anymore I didn't think it's fair to only look for guys that are from my background yes I'm pretty sure that's what my parents would want for me but at the same time my thoughts and my beliefs are completely different I think there are so many different types of people in the world 
So why would I only date one type of person? Why would I exclude like people that I'm dating just based on their skin color? Last year, I was dating a mixed race guy for a few months. The first few months, you're kind of in this little bubble because you're really, really enjoying speaking to this person, getting to know them, going on dates and just embracing someone. A few months later, kind of when you're talking about like the future, that is when I, was, I would find myself being like, mm, I don't want to talk about the future because I kind of knew what was coming. So I was almost like, let's just ignore the future. Let's just worry about, like, I just want to stay in this little happy bubble where nobody knows anything. This is all one big secret. It's just kind of me and you. And honestly, that's what it was. It was just a bubble. And how long can that bubble go on for? You're not going to be in a bubble forever. At some point, you are going to need to include your family, your friends and all of that. And I was just petrified of doing that. I, I don't want drama. So, yeah, I just felt so torn between my heart in two ways, because it's not even my heart and my head in some ways. It's like one part of my heart was my family and the other part of my heart was someone that I really, really liked. So, yeah, that was really difficult to sort of make that decision and also let someone else down and explain to them that it's because of race. What was really difficult and challenging is explaining to someone that I can't be with you because of race, but I'm not racist. Because it's like, I understand where the community, my parents or whatever, I, I understand to some extent where they come from, but at the same time, I don't agree with it. Yeah, I think it just stems from them feeling like you'll have an easier life if you're with someone that is from the same background as you. I think they think it's easier because, you know, the other person understands your family, your culture, your background. I can't speak Punjabi, but uh, you can somewhat speak the same language or they can understand someone in your family if they're speaking the same language. You can raise your kids with the same sort of morals and things like that. I think they have these rules because of also fear. They fear the unknown and there's a lack of education. And I'm also really aware of that. I think this sort of attitude can be changed simply just by having these types of conversations um, and also giving young girls the strength to confront the, the people that are saying this to them. And just also, rather than attacking the people that say things like this to us, we need to educate them as to why it's wrong. Because I feel like it's stuff that's been said to them it just keeps kind of going back and back and back. It's like a vicious cycle. And half the time they don't think about how damaging it is. They're just saying it because they were told that and they think that this is the right thing and you should be on this path. But they need to be educated and shown other ways or, you know, why this is harmful, why this hurts. I would be open to marrying someone from a different ethnicity, but at the same time, I will tell you now that I would still be just as petrified. I've never actually introduced anyone to my dad before, so I would be nervous, like, regardless of who they are, where they're from, or anything like that. <laughs> I think for me, it scares me more because it's like, oh my God, once you introduce them, that is a, a lifetime commitment.
I think, yeah, men do find it intimidating when they speak to someone that is ambitious and driven. And for me personally, I can't say all men are like this. Um, I've found this mostly, to be honest, with a lot of Asian guys, actually. When I have spoken to them, that's kind of where I really struggle. And this is why I get so upset or frustrated, because I'm like, okay, I'm trying to talk to the guys that I'm like supposed to talk to. But it's like, I think a lot of Asian guys are looking for that traditional dynamic, you know, work the nine to five, maybe cook dinner, but they do like that stability. And I also think that a lot of the guys I've spoken to um, in the past, maybe it's an insecurity, but they just don't like the fact that their girl is, you know, so open or, uh, yeah, public with what they're doing on social media. Anyone can contact them, like, you know, wearing certain clothes. And sometimes it can feel a little bit controlling, if I'm honest. I sometimes feel the pressure to get married. And yeah, definitely over the last few years, maybe I'm putting that pressure on myself. I sometimes get really, really upset to myself if I see someone's got engaged. And I am so happy for other people, but then I'm like, oh my God, you know, this is something that I have actually always wanted. And that is something that, yeah, I want to work towards, but I don't... I don't know when or where that's going to happen for me. And and that's what makes me sad. And, you know, when I've seen certain family members or stuff and, you know, it's just normal conversation. I wouldn't really say it's people being nasty or putting pressure, but they're just maybe a little concerned or they're asking like, oh, why haven't you met anyone? Or, you know, oh, you should start looking or talking to people. And I'm like, I know I don't need reminders and it's like those conversations which I know are simple conversations but I think they just subconsciously can affect me and yeah put a little bit of pressure on me I think the pressure for marriage yeah possibly would be different if I was a boy I think the conversations or the the hints and stuff like that they may come a lot later the thing that I would probably tell the younger generation or anyone that is feeling pressure is try and understand why you feel these pressures and where they're actually coming from. Are these pressures coming from you or are they external pressures? And if they're external, I think they can be dealt with a lot easier. Someone can say something and it's kind of up to you how you choose to feel about it. So if you can mentally tell yourself like to block it out or it means nothing or mentally prepare yourself before you're going to like a family event or something that someone's going to say something. And that's kind of what I do. I'm like, okay, someone's 100% going to ask me if I've met someone or something. I just, I prepare myself so that it doesn't shock me or take me back or, you know, just upset me in general. I can just prepare myself, prepare my answers and feel more in control we think about reputation a whole lot. But I also think you might be hot news today, but in a week's time, it will blow over or something. But yeah, try and do things for you rather than for anyone else. Just with where I'm at in terms of my career or my life, I find I'm, I'm quite happy just riding solo right now. I'm just quite happy to be me for a bit. But yeah, I would love to be married in a few years. <laughs> you're listening to stylist nobody told me 
I'm your host, Lisa Smazarski, and you've been listening to the story of beauty influencer Anshal. Are you in a relationship? It's a question which slips into new conversations quickly and is inevitably loaded with expectation and with judgment. Because we live in a world where romantic relationships are prioritised above all others. This is a world where romantic love is seen as the most important and is more celebrated than the love we share with our family or our friends. That message is that without romantic love, we are incomplete. Popular culture, advertising, literature and society all tell us that finding the one is our ultimate goal from the minute we watch that first princess film or read the great novel about true love. And while we're slowly moving towards a future that recognises the value in all of our relationships, we've still got a long way to go. Of course, finding someone to spend our lives with to a timeline set by generations before us is neither easy nor necessarily aspirational in a world that looks very different to the one our parents or grandparents grew up in. The truth is that modern love very rarely looks like the traditional stories we've been told or fits into the tight mould that we've been shown. But challenging the expectations and stereotypes that exist really isn't easy. When you begin to add in the pressures of cultural and religious expectations and of familial obligation, it becomes more confused still. On Chow's story is one so many women of South Asian heritage will understand and relate to. The need to hide parts of yourself from your family or your community in order to fulfil your role as a woman. As Anchal explains, her feeling towards dating and towards love are difficult to untangle as they're so bound up in her identity as a British Indian woman. But she's willing to share those feelings openly in order to begin the conversations that need to happen. Because as always, it's honest and open dialogue around topics that are typically shrouded in secrecy. That's the most powerful way to educate and to enforce change. Anchal's voice is one that's not heard enough and it's time for us all to listen. Thank you again to Anshal for joining us on Nobody Told Me and sharing her story so candidly. You can listen to Anshal's podcast, What Would the Aunties Say?, which has featured in Spotify's Best Podcasts of the Week on all major podcast platforms now. We have a wealth of brilliant women coming your way this series, so please do subscribe to make sure you don't miss presenter Vic Hope on why burnout forced her to find acceptance with being alone and Rachel Frogger on how her best friend became her surrogate. We'd also love to hear your comments and suggestions of the stories you'd love to hear. So please leave these in the podcast store or DM us on the Stylist Instagram account. You can find even more inspiring stories and life lessons on our website, stylist.co.uk. Thank you for listening to Nobody Told Me.